Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and I am so glad you're here. My hope is that each episode feels like you're having tea or coffee with a friend. Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden than the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I know what it's like to want a relationship with God and to feel like you have to do all the things the right way to keep God happy. Learning that God loves me and even likes me has changed my life and how I approach faith, the Bible, work, family. Because when you are grounded in your worth and God's grace, it does change everything. And I want to share that with you here. I pray that this podcast empowers you in your unique, genuinely personal relationship with God and encourages you to rest in who God is and who he says you are. Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I am so glad you're here and super excited to be kicking off a new series on the podcast about your uniquely personal relationship with God. A lot of times we can get stuck in ruts of not having a very fresh or intimate relationship with God. And there's a a lot of reasons for that, but one of them is when we're just following all of the shoulds or expectations of what a good Christian is supposed to be. And then we miss out on the abundant life and freedom that Jesus came to give us for a multitude of reasons. We can get into this habit or the Bible says in one place, having a form of godliness, we can have the good things in our lives, like reading our Bible, praying, going to church. But when those are how we measure our spirituality is by, if we're doing those things or checking those boxes, it can leave us feeling empty and disconnected from God. So I'm hoping and praying that through this series, you will be drawn closer to God through scripture, through um, fresh ideas, ideas from other people, what works for other people and their relationship with God. And just being reminded that your relationship with God does not have to look like anyone else's. It doesn't have to look like so-and-so's or what in your mind, an ideal Christian looks like. You can drop all of that and say, what actually works for me and my personality? What works uh, for me in this season of my life? And let go of the rest that kind of weighs you down and actually hinders you from having the relationship with God that you long for those shoulds and that guilt and that shame and the fear of not getting it right, or the fear of what might happen if you don't do the things that you're supposed to do, those things can block us from having the relationship with God that we are longing for. So I want you to be able to release those. That's what I do with one-on-one coaching is I help you release all of those narratives that have told you it has to look a certain way or else you're less than so that you can press into an authentic relationship with God. So today, for today's episode, we're going to talk about the five love languages. This is an idea that Gary Chapman writes about in his book, The Five Love Languages. And I'll start by just telling you what those five love languages are and the concept. And then we'll talk about how that applies to our 
relationship with God and having a unique relationship with God. So the premise of his book, the five love languages is that we all have a love tank and we each have a preferred way of filling that tank, something that actually fills us up, that makes us feel loved and accepted. And there are five different languages that we speak primarily that help us communicate or receive that love. And the five love languages are physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time, and acts of service. So the premise for the model or the book is that we receive or prefer to receive and give love in one specific way. So if my primary love language is quality time, but someone is trying to love me well by bringing me flowers and I'm like, well, flowers were nice, but I really wish you'd have stuck around and we could have had a deep, meaningful conversation. Or maybe somebody's love language is physical touch and somebody is doing the dishes for them and they are feeling their love tank empty because what they really need is a hug right now. We can see how when someone is trying to fill our love tank with maybe their primary love language, they're like, I don't know why you don't see this as love. I gave you a hug. What else do you want? And they're like, well, actually, I really just needed you to say, Hey, I'm here for you. I see everything that you're doing. I appreciate you. Like we just bounced between, I think four or so of the love languages, but you can get an idea of how this could be. If you were trying to portray your love for someone else in a way that they were not, not necessarily receiving it, but it wasn't filling their tank. They're like, well, I see you doing that, but it's like not what I asked for. It's not what I need. It's not what I want. So if we translate this into our relationship with God, we can begin to see how some of us value or prioritize different things in that relationship, just like any other relationship. So a common prescribed or recommended thing for us to do is to sit and read our Bible and pray in the morning and follow that kind of devotional time to spend time with God. But if your love language is say acts of service, you might feel most connected to God while you are serving others. You might feel most loved when God is orchestrating things in your life and putting things into place that just blow your mind. Or he's putting like handfuls of purpose in your path. And that makes you feel loved because you know, God went out of his way um, to serve you in that way, to love you by serving you. Maybe your primary love language is physical touch. Now this one can be fascinating to think about and challenging to think about when we know that God is distant from us physically, his physical proximity, God, the father and Jesus are up in heaven right now. Like, so how can I experience God's love in physical touch and We can do that through his presence, practicing his presence, practicing, noticing his presence, feeling his presence, 
things that move us emotionally, whether it's song or worship, something like that might be what really ministers to us. So our time with God might look different than the person whose primary love language that they communicate and receive love is quality time. That time spent with God is going to be different for all of those love languages. Maybe if your love language is gifts, you are feeling most connected to God when you are giving back to other people and he is dropping maybe different circumstances in your way, or maybe even using other people to give you physical gifts, tangible gifts too. So this conversation is helpful to help us break out of the this or that kind of thinking when it comes to our approach to spending time with God or relationship with God, knowing what actually fills your love tank and knowing that God does indeed speak your love language. Hi there, friend here with the sponsor of today's show. I want to tell you about the one-on-one coaching spots that I have available right now to serve you and to encourage you and support you as a spiritual mentor and a faith coach. I help you untangle the messages that you've been given about God and about yourself and decide which ones for you line up with your belief system, what you believe about God, what you believe about yourself, and then you can discard what's not serving you anymore and then build on a healthy, sturdy foundation of who God is, who you are, and then create a beautiful, flourishing relationship with him that is founded on his grace and truth and love without the extra expectations on your shoulders that maybe religion handed you or that you picked up from culture, like this is the way a Christian should be. You can let those go and instead experience flourishing in your relationship with God because you've let go of the shame and the fear and the guilt that sometimes surrounds us trying to get it just right when it comes to our relationship with God. I can help you let go of those and replace it with freedom and love and resting in who God is and owning who he says you are. If this is something that you're even remotely interested in, that you feel kind of pulled towards, go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash coaching, and we can chat about what it would look like to work with me and get you the breakthroughs that you're looking for. Again, go to yourrelationshipwithgod.com forward slash coaching. Now back to today's episode. Something I failed to mention at the beginning is Gary Chapman did write another book. He has a series of books after the five love languages. One of them is the five love languages of God. So this concept didn't come from me that it can apply to your relationship with God. Just want to make sure I note that. But when we look and zoom out on our relationship with God and the five love languages, it gives us another lens with which to look at, look through so that we can see our uniqueness and embrace our uniqueness rather than trying to fit a mold that works for someone else. I am a quality time girl. 
hundred percent. I love spending quality time. If I don't get to spend quality time with even people that I love, I feel very disconnected from them. And I can begin to wonder if I'm cared for, if I'm not spending time with them. So for me, it is crucial. And I think for everyone to some extent, right? It's not, well, now you don't have to be still and uh, spend time being aware of the presence of God. No, it's all good for us. But me, I need that time. I need that connection. I need God to remind me that his presence is always with me. I need him to remind me that he's never going to leave me or forsake me. And that definitely points to the core fear of mine growing up in legalism and high control religious environments that I would be rejected if I didn't measure up, that God would just leave me and never come back again to speak to me if I failed in an area. So that touched the main fear or main need in love that I had. But I can't say to someone else whose primary love language is acts of service and say, you need to be doing it the same way that I'm doing it. Cause this is what fills me up. It should fill you up too. It's important for all of us to be able to look at what fills our cup, what fills that love tank. It reminds me of the episode with Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. I think it's episode 101 where she's talking about the different kinds of rest that we need in order to live a well-rested life, to have our cup be full so that we're not living on empty or on the edge of burnout. And it's the same with love. We need to be filling that tank in different areas, in different ways. And it's going to be different for each of us because what we value is going to be different. If your primary love language is gifts, your focus and priorities and the way that you experience God's love might be different than the way that I experience God's love or someone who prioritizes and really needs that physical touch. Someone who primary love language is acts of service is going to look completely different than someone whose primary love language is words of affirmation. And that's okay. See, that's the point, right? If we're all okay with, Hey, how you approach this looks different than the way that I approach this. And I'm not going to feel judged or less than because of the way that I approach it. And I'm not going to judge you or make you feel less than, or look down on you rather for the way that you do it. Then we are in a much more healthy position than if we were to say, Oh, Hey, this works for me. This should work for you. So look at your relationship with God through the lens of your love language and see him communicating to you through that love language, whether it's his word, whether it's the emotions that come up for you in worship, if it's tangible, physical gifts, maybe it is, um, presence through spending time with him, walking in nature, um, those things, maybe it is acts of service that he is allowing you to pour into other people and serve them. And that's how you feel connected to him. 
Figure out what works for you, what makes you tick, and then thrive in that without the comparison or the need to make it look like anybody else's. I hope you'll stick around for the rest of this series and check back in the next few weeks. I have some amazing guests, a couple more solo episodes on this theme so that we can be pressing into this unique relationship with God that is not confined by the expectations or shoulds of ourselves or other religious communities around us. And if today's episode was a blessing to you, it stirred something in your heart and allowed you to let go of something that was holding you back or press into a closer relationship with God or yourself, share it with somebody else, pass this message along to them. It also helps me out a ton. If you leave a rating and review for abundant grace, I'd like to read a recent review from Julie. She says, abundant grace with Emily is such a wonderful podcast to listen to in the mornings. So grace filled, love her topics and discussions, love how she delves into the word. Thanks, Emily. Thank you so much, Julie. And if you want me to shout you out on the podcast, leave a rating and review, leave your name there. And I'd be happy to read it on air and shout you out, name you. Thank you so much for being part of this community and for hanging out with me. It is such a blessing that I get to do this and encourage you in this way and pass on what God is sharing with me and teaching me and growing inside of me so that hopefully you can experience the same growth and intimacy with God. Until next week, I hope you have a great rest of your week and day, friend. Thanks for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you, I would love to invite you to share it with a friend. And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered and freed from religious do's and don'ts too. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram at emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, there's nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you less.